From the studios of One Jacks Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel, and Praise Leader Chris Wing. And welcome back to another episode of The Revealing. Thank you for joining us this week once again. Uh, We are going to uh, really uh, just pick up where we left off last week. Um, uh, Frank and Chris and myself, um, we're just here once again. And uh, we we realized that, uh, man, all the things that we unpacked last week in the way of um, salvation and the gospel and, and, and some of those words that we were throwing around with repentance and sin and justification and sanctification and glorification and all those things, man, we just couldn't get them in. I mean, it'd be a three hour episode. And so uh, we're breaking that apart. I'm really not sure exactly how much, uh, but just, you know, as we get to talking and hopefully the Lord leading, uh, we, we'll, we'll just follow him in that. But uh, just in the way review, so you don't have to go back and listen to all that again, uh, unless you want to. It wouldn't be the worst thing, I don't think. Um, I, I realized last time we were talking about this issues. I mean, I don't care how long you've been saved. Uh, I don't care how much you know about the Bible. I mean, it's just it's really good to to go back to those things uh, just to be reminded. I mean, I was just sitting there thinking as we were discussing, you know, the things that man we, we were emphasizing how much. You know, God hates sin and, and that, you know, we in our uh, natural disposition and our natural sinful state are, as Paul says in Ephesians 2, children of disobedience. Yeah. And, and, and we, we've disobeyed holiness and righteousness and, 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 and just the, the punishment and the condemnation that comes with that uh, from a loving, perfect, holy God. Um, man, it just makes me love the Lord that much more yeah, and, and, and the gospel and, and the word of God. And so... And that's really what we were talking about last week um, is what, you know, before we can really understand uh, the gospel and and why we should care about that and why we should allow it to change our lives, you know, that sanctification process. And before we get to all that, the, where we were in the beginning. And so we went to the beginning. We went to Genesis. We went to the garden and where God said, if you eat the fruit thereof, you shall surely die and and. We talked about how that death is a separation, and and that in effect makes us God's enemies. Um, and and as His enemies, uh, we we are deserving. We don't deserve anything but His wrath. Um, we we don't we we are um, currently receiving. Uh, if if we just receive the word of God, uh, excuse me. If we just receive the wrath of God, that would be justice. God would not be unjust for just giving us his wrath. That would not be unfair of him. Um, but what he does give us is is in, a, in another league outside of fair, uh, his mercy, his grace, uh, forgiveness, reconciliation, redemption, the cross. Um, so, so man, we're, we're going to unpack all that. But uh, we, we left last week on, on a really sober note, uh, as I said, with, with that realization of our sin and our fallenness and the wrath of God. And and we kind of made our way over to the book of Romans. We unpacked a lot, some of that there. Um, and we left off in Romans, uh, they're about in Romans chapter three. And, and that's really where we want to uh, pick up in this episode and just kind of bridge uh, th- that that gap between the uh, the episode of last week and then here uh, this week. Uh, so in Romans chapter 3, um, in verse 10, um, I'll, I'll read 10 through 12 um, at least, and then maybe open it up for some conversation and, and just see where we go from there. But uh, Romans chapter 3 and verse 10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And and, and, I mean, that is the condemnation. Uh, In John chapter 3, Jesus says that uh, the condemnation is that men love darkness rather than light. And so uh, this this is, again, that that bad news, that, that, that condemnation. And we just unpack this. I mean, I just, the first thing I notice in these three verses, um, was that one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven, eight times you see no, none, not one, none, no, all. I mean, it is so inclusive. Like there's no room 
for anyone to, 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 to think that, well, maybe, you know, there's, maybe there's me. no wiggle room. Yeah. Maybe I'm the exception. Uh, maybe I can kind of get by. No, not one. Uh, and so, you know, this is the verdict is just like, it's in and thus saith the Lord, like it is done. And so well, the verdict's verse 19, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but just that, that condemnation, um, is where is where we are so um so so, so let's just kind of go from there and, and kind of see where this takes us pastor frank you, you mentioned verse 19 you want to grab that one for us well yeah i will in a second I, I, if you don't mind i want to hang on verse 12 for a second I, I, think, I do mind yeah okay, okay. <laughs> no, well, no, okay. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll shut up then and let no, let's do. <laughs> um no verse 12 um in, in 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 when you look at verse 10 through 19 well probably 18 uh, I think verse 12 is a very telling verse. Uh, they're all telling, uh, obviously, but um, I think maybe a lot of times, you know, we can gloss over things or, mm. or quickly read through things sure. and, not, uh, and miss maybe some important points that are being made. And really, let's, let's, take, let's hang on verse 12 for a second, uh, because verse 12 has always been a, uh, a verse that has really got me thinking about stuff. Look what it says here. They are all gone out of the, the way. way. Mm. Okay, so uh, remember when when Adam was uh, uh, removed from the garden, the 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 way was guarded. Uh, certainly, Jesus uh, is the way. And when it's talking about the way, what is he talking about? Right. Uh, so so he, he didn't just say they all gone out of the way and just was like, oh, well, that's just a nice little thing to say. No. There's something behind that. Right. What is the way? Now watch. They are all together become unprofitable. What does that mean? Because that's an that's an important distinction. Let me let me just kind of cut through the chase and get through the red red tape here. Listen. The reason why we were unprofitable is because we were made to do something. And because we aren't doing what we were made to do, God now sees us as unprofitable to what? To him. Starting to understand why this gospel thing is a little bit more than he saved us? He did, but he saved us so that we would become profitable to him. We have to understand. Bringing him glory. Fit for the master's use. Right. So, so um, I think that's a very important distinction. And then, of course, you know, like, like he just lays it out for us, just so we understand, there's nothing to do with good. No, not one. No, not one. And, and what's that, amazing that about that you. is that he's actually <laughs> quoting the Old Testament. Yeah, of course. He's quoting Psalm 14. I think it's absolutely necessary for us to notice, take note anyways, of when, whenever Paul or the New Testament is he's quoting the Old Testament and go back and read that. You know, so he's quoting Psalm 14 there. I mean, so Which I think Psalm 14, if I remember correctly, puts atheism in its place. Isn't that the Psalm where he says uh, something about, um, what does Psalm 14 one say? Yeah, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Yeah. 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 So, you know, these verses... Um, and, and again, we, 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 we kind of made mention of this last time. And uh, listen, uh, I, I think this is critical that we understand this. I, I really do. If we are going to have a conversation about salvation, if we are going to get it biblically right, if we are going to um, uh, allow the Spirit of God give us the truth on the matter, we have to go to the book of Romans because that's what this book was written for. Um, you know, uh, I've seen uh, tracks many times get handed out, and uh, it'll be, you know, follow the Romans road. And listen, although I think some of the elements within the Romans road is correct, because it is, right. I, I have a problem with following the Romans road when you don't, have other critical elements <laughs> included in it. Uh, many times, um, you know, matter of fact, we, we were just, uh, 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 was it last Sunday? We were on our way to church and we stopped, uh, we, were, we were at the corner there or a couple Sundays ago and that, that uh, gentleman gave us a, a gospel track. Oh, we yeah, yeah. 
and, and just one of it was the Romans road. And I was reading, and I'm like, this isn't even the Romans road. Like he hasn't even hit the important elements of, you know, you can't go to Romans, pick out a couple of verses and then call it the Romans road. Well, <laughs> that's not the way it works, man. You got to get the right to do it right. Yeah. Right. Right. You got to get the, it would be like, if I gave you a glass of water, right. And, 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 and your glass of water, you, you have, I don't know, you're drinking that would God be, awfulness. I don't think it's <laughs> called that? that. I think oh, it's it doesn't say, it does say God awfulness. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, I wouldn't drink that. You know, maybe, maybe Romans 3, 10 through 19 is talking about that can right there you're drinking. <laughs> what is that? V8? V8, Yeah, man. that's bad. That's, that's healthy. That's sin right there. Uh, anyways. All have sinned. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> I am guilty. Uh, um, but, you know, we got we to gotta get the right elements because if you take a glass of water and you mix... You know, a little cyanide in there. Can you see it? <laughs> you love, ain't going to see it. I love your analogies. They're, they're right. They're great. But if you drink that water, what's going to happen? You're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. We got to get this stuff right. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and so no doubt about it, Romans is a, a key passage. Paul, a uh, key uh, book. Oh, yeah. And Paul clearly lays out the, the, the problem uh, in the book. And by the way, if you are into doctrinal understanding he lays out the key problem in the book for the jew the gentile and the church right just first three chapters yeah just for your that, that, that's what the first three chapters are all about but anyways um but he goes on to say and names all of these uh these uh, different things about how uh our, our our throat is an open sepulcher our tongues have used deceit verse yeah. 13 yeah. Uh, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness uh, feet are swift to shed blood uh, destruction and misery are in their ways. The way of peace have they not known. There mm. is no fear of God before their eyes. And mm. I think that's another key one that we could probably mm -hmm. sit here and talk about a lot. Uh, I don't think we have a healthy fear for God anymore. Mm. Uh, but verse 19 uh, then says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth, how, how many mouths? Every, one Every mouth may be stopped. And how much of the world? All of it. All of the world may become what? Guilty. It's a big word right there. Guilty. There's the gavel coming Guilty down. Guilty before God. The, 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 the holy and righteous judge has now passed the sentence. Because of our sin, because we are children of disobedience, because we are, uh, and we cannot be good, we cannot be holy, we cannot be righteous, because we cannot do any of those things, we are all guilty. And what makes you guilty? You've broken the law. That's what the moral law is all about, That's right? It is. Um, if, we, we, if we were all honest with ourselves and we were to go to uh, Exodus 19 and, and read those uh, Ten Commandments, because that's what he's referring to right now, uh, we would we would all have to say that we have uh, uh, broken uh, at least one point, if not all of it. I would argue we probably break uh, many of those laws every single day. James says if you're breaking one point, you violate one guilty point, you're of guilty all. of all. So um, you you would have to live your whole life <laughs> without violating one point of the law uh, of the of the moral law, those ten commandments, and, and there's not a person on planet Earth that could ever say they ever did that or ever could at uh, Chris save Jesus just, just, just pointed to put his <laughs> finger up, uh, denoting the fact that there, but yet there was one that did, uh, of course. And that was Jesus. Um, and, and of course now verse 20 is probably what's going to lead us into yeah. the, the, the word that we want to talk about here to start with. And it says there, therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be, and here's the word justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Mm -hmm. so, so the law was given to show us that we were sinners. And we could go and spend a lot of time in Galatians 3 right now to talk about how the law is the schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, the law helps us recognize our complete inability to live up to the holy and righteous standard uh, that God has set forth. And the reason, and just so we make sure that we don't think God is just up in heaven putting down all these commandments to us. Listen, the reason why God is holding us to that holy, righteous standard is because he is supposed to be living his life in and through us. 
he can't live his life in and through us if we're not living up to his standard. <laughs> we have to hate sin like he hates sin and, and so on. When we were supposed to be made sons of God, um, um, you know, what Adam was supposed to do, uh, and obviously he failed in his mission, uh, uh, that's what God was looking for. And so, um, all right, so justified. What, 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 let's talk about that. What is justification? Chris, do you want to... Definition-wise? Do you have one? I, 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 well, I would say, first of all, I like, I like what we, what's been said before, is justified means it's just as if I no, had never sinned. It's to declare something innocent of a crime. Okay, so, and, and, and going on, and here's another, uh, I like some of the words we're using, uh, because obviously it's biblical, but you got to remember, Paul was a Pharisee, right? He was a Roman, he understood the Roman system of um, uh, uh, judging. The legal system. The legal sure. system, right? So when he writes the book of Romans, mm -hmm. he writes it in such a way where he presents it as if they're in a court case. Right. If you get that, man, you'll start to see really where how he's defending things and how he's going about things and, 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 and the different uh, uh, players that are in the game, if you will. Uh, you have the, 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 you know, you have the judge, you have the defendant, you have the, 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 the all that goes within that court system is all there uh, in, 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 in his, uh, in his presentation. But, but, but Chris, you said it, right? So we become uh, uh, innocent. We become declared innocent. So where, um, where we stopped in verse 19, it declared us guilty, guilty. Well, okay. What, what is it? that brings us to innocence. Well, what brings us to innocence is this idea and this word uh, that the Bible uses that's called justification. So let's, let's hang on that for a little while. Let's, uh, mm -hmm. let's talk about that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when we, when we talk about justification, uh, it, it, is, it is being uh, absolved from guilt, right? It's an absolution from guilt and punishment. And really, God issues a pardon for the sinner and accepts him as righteous. And the only acceptation or acceptance, I should say, of righteousness is on account of the atonement of Christ. And we really, we're in Romans 3, but if you look real quick in Romans 5, the first two verses there, uh, we see, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Why, why peace? Well, because we were his enemies, because we had his wrath. Very good. Uh, now there is peace there. So therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, by whom, Christ, also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of mm -hmm. the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And so it is, again, on the account of the atonement of Christ that God is able to issue the the, the pardon of innocent to the sinner. And... and I'm uh, as we're listening. There's there's three terms that I want you to kind of put into your minds, and then just watch as we go to some of these verses how you're going to see these three terms. Now, whether they are specifically absolutely mentioned or they're mentioned in a roundabout way, there's this idea that Paul presents to us in Romans eight of these three tenses of salvation, and that's justification, sanctification, and glorification. And, and, and we're going to dig into all that and help you understand that uh, Galatians is a great book to go and see uh, how that all works together. But I want you to notice something here in that verse two, because you see all three, uh, or I'm sorry, verse uh, uh, one and two, you see all three in, in order sitting right there. Therefore, being justified by faith, there's your justification, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace. That grace was given to us so that we can now work towards our sanctification, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. There's our glorification. We're going to see it all over the place, Amen. man. And that's what's so cool about this book is because once you grasp something and once you get it, watch how God starts to unveil it all over the place. Um, while you're in Romans 5, we should jump down to verse 18. No? Yeah, verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, that being Adam, 
judgment came upon all men to condemnation. How many men? Mm. All oh. men to what? Condemnation. Condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification. Justification of life. Amen. I would also go back up to verse, um, you know, eight and nine. I guess. Well, we talked about where we left <laughs> off last time. How your sin means that the wrath of God is abiding upon you. And once you are justified, uh, that wrath is now, we're saved from that wrath. So in verse uh, 8 and 9, it says, But God commended his love toward us, and then words he demonstrated that toward us, that while we were at sinners, Christ died for us, right? Much more than being now justified by his blood, and that's what justifies, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So now that wrath, you're, you're, you're innocent now, and the wrath of God is no longer abiding no, on and you. I, and I hate to go on a bunny trail, Uh-oh. but... I think this He's might going be. To. I, think, <laughs> I think this might be a good stop for a second before we kind of continue on that. That's a good distinction that we probably should have already mentioned. When we talk about this word salvation, what are we saved from? Because I think the overwhelming majority of people would say we're going saved hell. from hell. That's why when we say we talk about the gospel and we talk about being saved an overwhelming people would say, I'm going to heaven. See, we have made this thing of salvation about a place when the reality is biblically, it's not about a place. It never was. It's not about heaven or hell. Is that byproducts? Yes, but is that's not the main thing. So let's, let's, let's lean on the, 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 uh, uh, the, 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 the byproduct of, Okay, if I'm not saved, then what's up? If you're not saved, what's up is the wrath of God abides on you. I mean, yeah, hell hell's the secondary problem. But you got a bigger problem that you got to deal with first before you deal with trust me. <laughs> the wrath of God is going to come down way worse uh uh from that initial moment. Uh, and yeah, does it lead to an eternal uh uh presence? Uh, or, or, or I should say separation uh, from God. Yeah. And that is terrible. But, but, but the wrath of God is what we're saved from. And if you say, well, are you sure about that? Well, yeah. Just read Chris, it. I'm pretty sure you just <laughs> read it. It just told us, yes, that is a, absolutely what we're saved from. Uh, and, 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 and again, what is the wrath of God? It's those vials, man. It's that's, do you see how much God hates sin? See, if you think that this is all just about a place that oh, I just get saved so I can get my picture, my, my, my ticket punched so I don't go to hell, I, you're missing it all together. There's, there's much more to this. And, and, and I think the much more is important. I think it is. And I think we all need to get it. Okay, anyways, there's, see, see how quick that bunny trail was? We're, <laughs> we're, we're off it now. That was good. Yeah, not bad. For okay. me, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so okay, we're, we're, we're in chapter three. Um, I'm sitting here looking uh, at, um, and if, if I'm skipping anything you guys want to talk about, then just, you know, shut me up. But I'm looking at verse 23 there. We mentioned that last time, but 23 and following, uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We, we impact that uh, last episode. You know, again, this that all word, all inclusive, come short of God's glory, his perfection, his holiness, his righteousness. Verse 24 being justified and here's the cost of justification by the way for you and for me freely so so again it is not of works lest any man should boast right uh being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus and there's another important word i think Mm -hmm. redemption right what does redeem mean Uh, it means to purchase back to buy back uh, we Which means been, we were sold to something. Correct. You know, and we were, Paul said we were translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. Uh, Jesus told the Pharisees they are of their father, the devil. We were we have born in that lost image, that lost fellowship, that lost relationship with God, that brokenness. Uh, we were in one. Everyone is in one of two families, either that of God or, or that of Satan, and, and so we we see that we have been redeemed, ransomed. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then verse, so, so first of all, uh, justification, it, it's free. Again, not of works, lest any man should boast. And verse 24 also tells us that it's because of Christ's redemption. And then look at verse 25. Real quick, mm-hmm. 
what was the price of redemption? If we're being bought back, there had to be a price to be paid for that redemption. What was the price? His blood. Yeah. Don't take the blood out of this, man, because it is critical to the message yeah. of salvation. And the important, the, the also critical component of that is it had to be pure blood. It had to be sinless blood. You know, it, it can't be, man, you know, I, I love someone so much that, that I can die for their sin. Well, that, that can't be. I have my own sin to pay for. You know, there, there is no one, the only hope that we have is for, as far as our salvation is concerned, is for someone who doesn't have sin of their own to pay for my sin. So Robert, and there was only one God mm-hmm. Acts 20, Acts 20, 28, God shed his blood. Yeah. It, it was perfect. To purchase what? His church. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can go on all kinds of bunny trails right now. Remember what you were about to talk about right now. Cause I'm about to put us on another bunny trail for a second. I will try, but I'm not going to remember. Promise. We're going to have to reel you in <laughs> because I, while we're on this blood thing, let's, let's, let's just, throw it out there because we said we mentioned it last episode so i want to make sure we hit this again now what 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 gave adam life initially yeah the spirit of god mm-hmm. and what happened when the spirit of god left adam well how did adam maintain his life by the blood what so he went from flesh and bone to flesh and blood the problem is, okay, and we don't, uh, we could really get into this now, but we're not going to, but just enough to kind of whet your appetites and kind of maybe do your own Bible study in this. Listen, I don't believe, I believe with every ounce that I have in me, what happened when Adam and Eve ate of that fruit is blood started to course through their veins. They went from flesh and bone to flesh and blood. So spiritual to physical. Right. Um, and, 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 uh, Leviticus 17, 11 clearly lays it out to us and tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Well, the life of the flesh was not in the blood back in the garden. So something happened. I think it's pretty obvious what happened. And this is really the importance of the incarnation, why God had to become man and possess blood and shed that blood. Why God had to become man and it be a version Absolutely. It couldn't come from absolutely, uh, yeah. So even the righteous blood, because that blood couldn't be tainted. And by the way, I would if you think that you know this might be a crazy thought, and we might be a bunch of nuts. You're probably right, but right, right. but I will say this, okay? Think about this for a second. Why does Ezekiel tell us that he wants to take out that stony heart and put in a new heart? What does heart pump? Blood. It's almost like God wrote the book. <laughs> Why did Christ have to shed blood? Here's another word we could throw into this now. What is atonement? <laughs> what is propitiation? That's in the next We're verse. Read. Read. <laughs> There's something about this blood thing that God had to uh, 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 fix. And, and by the way, only God could fix it. I mean, unless, unless you can give yourself a spiritual blood transfusion on your own, you need God to do it. Only God can do it. So I didn't want to go on that right. bunny trail, but well, I do think that those are important distinctions we got to make in all of this. That's a perfect segue into the verse he's just about to read. Yeah, yeah, uh, verse 25. And I'll read the next few verses, and then let's maybe go back and unpack that, because there's a lot in here. Uh, verse 25, he goes on there in Romans 3, whom, so speaking of Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation uh, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. And then he goes on down there in verse 28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So there's a lot in those few verses there. Pastor Frank, you mentioned propitiation. What is propitiation? That, that's a that's a $5 word there. What, what does propitiation even mean? Chris, you want it? Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. go to Chris. Okay. All right. It's a bloody sacrifice. Yeah. That's what it means. He, he paid... In his blood, he's the ultimate sacrifice. And ultimately, it's an act of appeasing 
the wrath of God. And it was the requirement yeah. for it. So stop and think about it, right? You go, well, are you sure that's what it is? Well, okay, remember, go, let's go back to that garden scene again. What did Adam and Eve do when they knew they had offended the holy God? What did they do? They hid themselves, tried to sew fig leaves to cover and for their... what did God do? He sacrificed an animal. And clothed them. He shed blood skins. and clothed shed them. Shed blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this propitiation it says it right, is. It says it right there in verse 25, propitiation through, through faith his in his yeah. blood. Right. And then um, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. So right there, we see this word remission, and, and we see the definition of what remission is. It, it's... It has to do with sins past. And that becomes important. Sure. Because wait a minute. I thought, as Christians, all of our sins were forgiven. So what's he talking about there? And, and by the way, I think that's where many people get acts all messed up. We could, we, could, we could go there now on another bunny trail, and we won't. But just know this. There is a difference between remission of sins and forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. There is a difference, and you need to know what the difference is. Um, so, anyways, uh, Robert, you brought this there, so let's go. Yeah. And then, like, keep going? Or? Well, yeah, let's, let's. Okay. So, in verse 26, is that what you're talking about? Just, I, you just looked like what? you were going to say something, so I was just giving it to you. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. Okay. I, I, I mean, you you looked like you were deep in thought. I mean, I was, I was I always, to, uh, I, I didn't want to. No, you're good. Your you're stage. good. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I just thought we could, this would be a really good place for us to, to unpack these things because, you know, we saw over there in verses 10 through 12, um, that the condemnation, the verdict in verse 19, that all are guilty. And then really the justification here is unpacked in verses 23 through, you know, 26 through 20. Well, I think there's one more word in there that we better make sure we hit, right? Uh, because uh, ultimately verse 21 and, and 22 um, because for some reason you decided you wanted to skip those. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> you know, it says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ, verse 22. And then of course, here in, uh, uh verse number, uh, 26, it says to declare, I say, uh, uh, at this time, his righteousness. So there's another word, right? W- what is righteousness? Mm. And, and I'll tell you, you want to scratch your head and you want to knock your head up against the wall, ask people what righteousness is. <laughs> Wait mm-hmm. till you hear what you're going to, these are people who have been Christians for 30 years. Watch what they say. It's like, Oh my gosh. Okay. It's crazy. And, and I guess it isn't crazy because ultimately Paul says in Romans 10, three, that we go about establishing our own righteousness, not submitting to the righteousness of God going about to, you know, to, to establish. Our, so, so I guess at the end of the day, that is as we are, uh, uh, in that state of, 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 uh, uh, being, uh, disobedient or whatever it is, that's what we do. We we're told something and we just start to come up with our own opinions and our own thoughts of what we think it should be. Mm. Well, now, now this word righteousness is a big, big deal. It's a key, key word in salvation and, and we can't mess it up. We have to understand what it is. Um, Chris, I'll let you maybe tackle righteousness first and see where, where you go. Well, with you this. Correct me now I want to see, I have to bang my head up against the wall because of what you say. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this word is so important to be defined. Right. Chris, give it to us. Okay, sure. <laughs> I pass that right along. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that righteousness, once you're justified, declared innocent, or, or uh, God sees you now as innocent, you can then be declared righteous. In other words, in a right standing with God. All right, and you get According to what? According to his word, his, who he is. Law. His law? There you yes, go. right. <laughs> um, so now when, when God sees us, because we've been saved, he now sees his son, Jesus, who you are clothed in his righteousness. Uh, okay. You take, you put off that old man, you put on that new man. So if God looks at you. Right. And now sees his son. Right. How do you think he expects you to act? Be conformed to his image. Oh, so you mean I can't just continue to do my, whatever I was doing? I'll say it like Paul, God forbid. Oh. <laughs> I think that's exactly how Paul said it. And I think that's exactly what Paul was talking about. Yeah. And that really will lead into our discussion on sanctification. Yeah. I mean, and well, that's where we're going. critical. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. So, okay. Did um, I do a good job there? Is that right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. banging my head against the wall. No? Okay. No, we're good. Um, 
So, okay. Justification then means we have been declared innocent. And here's, here's my heart, man. I praise the Lord and I pray to the Lord that many who claim salvation have that. Because that's it. When it comes to, if we're going to make it about a place for a minute, if it comes to that, then you better make sure you're justified. Because if you're not, then the place is not where you're going to end up. But here's where I think the line gets, gets, gets drawn for many people. For many people think that salvation is just about justification. Now, whether they would know how to say that properly is, is neither here nor there. I'd be willing to bet you most would not even know how to say that. Uh, but biblically speaking, that is the case. But if you think that your salvation stops at justification, that's where it starts. You're in, you're in, you're <laughs> in for a very, very rude awakening one day when you wake up in glory. And that's assuming that you really did get justification because it doesn't stop there. There's a reason why God justified us. There was something Adam was supposed to do. He had a mission and Adam was given a wife to co-mission with him. And what was that mission? To create sons of God. That was the mission. And the problem was when Adam and Eve fell, they no longer could accomplish the mission. There were no sons of God on planet Earth from the time of Adam and Eve all the way till the son of God. I wonder why he's called the son of God. Well, because that's because he's a son of, uh, come on, man. Let's get the, let's get the terms right. Let's understand what, is he the son of God? Well, he is God. Right. So how do you want to play that game now? No, there's a reason why he's called the son of God because what the first Adam failed to do, the second Adam gave us the power to do. Yeah, he's, he's called the son, he is the son of God because he was the one, uh, the only one after Adam had lost that image that he had the image. He bear, bore that image of God. Hebrews 1, the, 1 and 2. And, and Colossians, the express image. Yep. Um, so as the one with the image of God, uh, because Adam, Luke 3, uh, 38, I believe, yep. calls Adam the son, son of, of God. God. And, and it stops and it says him. who was. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Right. Who was. Absolutely. Because <laughs> he ain't no more. Genesis Austin. 5, 1 through 3, uh, he began to begat sons in his own image uh, because he lost God's image after the fall. Um, but it wasn't until Jesus that John 1, 12 tells us that um, uh, this means received him. We mentioned that word in our last episode, I believe. About, Paul talks about believing and receiving Christ, the gospel. Um, many as, as believe on his name and received him, to them gave he power to be called the sons of God. So um, it, that's, it's not just that, you know, oh, well, you know, God was his heavenly father. Okay, there's a lot more going on sure. than, than just that. Sure. Um, and, and of course, you know, the virgin birth, that, that's a very important part of it. You no know, that, so let's not lose that. But there's something and he certainly calls more going God on. the father. He does. So we're not minimizing that. Again, what, 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 what I've always been about and what I want us to be about is, but there's something more. Let, let's just not stop with that. There's something more to this. It's going to get us deeper into our relationship with the Father. Don't we want to be made, yeah. as Paul says, conformable unto his death? Don't we want to know him? And not just know about him, mm -hmm. but know him? Yeah, absolutely. And it really boils down to our identity as well uh, oh, as sons of God, because we are only sons of God because of the Son of God um, and and. That goes into our role and our responsibility in this sanctification process um, to to see okay well what what did the other 
son of God, the first Adam, what was he commissioned to do? Um, the, those spiritual beings in Job 38, that, that, uh, that the sons of God shouted for joy, like, like what was going on there um, back in the garden? And, and that is our mission today once we become sons of God. Yeah. And if you lose that, then, you know, it's not about us, of course, but we've lost our identity and why we're even saved and what our purpose is. So that's the thing about justification as we go from that to move into sanctification is, is that that's not the place where things end. If justified, I'm good to go. That's the place where things start. There's a reason why God didn't take us home the minute we got justified. It's because he left us here to do something. And that's where sanctification comes into it. This isn't about the place. You kept saying that. This is about the person. It's about a relationship. That's what salvation or justification is all about. It's about a relationship. When the image in the, it was lost in the garden, when we get to Luke, he, he talks about he, that the purpose for Jesus. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. What was lost? The image, the relationship. He needs to get that back. Redeemed, purchase it back, right? That's what this whole thing is wrapped up in justification is all about. It's not the, the ending place. It's the starting place for the next step, which is sanctification, to do the work of the Lord. And, and what sanctification ultimately leads to, all right, and this is key that we grab onto this, what sanctification ultimately leads us is into the presence of God. You don't get into the presence of God through justification. You get into the presence of God through sanctification. That's when you now see justification allows your vessel to now be used by God. But if you just stop there and you don't yield to him now and you continue to walk in the flesh, <laughs> The presence of God cannot do its work in you. I mean, we could go to 1 Thessalonians 4 right now and have a ball about what I just said. So maybe we could say say it like this. The justification doesn't bring you into the presence of God. It brings you into the family of God. Yes. And now you need to be brought into the yes. presence of God through sanctification. That's why it's not about a place. A and, 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 and I don't want to, you know, we, we could really, really go off subject right now. But I do think it's important. When it comes to things like holiness, consecration, sanctification, how we properly worship God, all of those things that I think we are failing in the church today because we really don't understand them. There's one book that I would say is paramount to all of this. If you want to understand what true holiness is, if you want to understand yeah. what true worship is, if you want to understand what true consecration is and sanctification, the word we're talking about, you better, you better make sure you grab onto the book of Leviticus because that's what it's all about. And if you don't get the book of Leviticus, you're never going to get, I would say this, there's a reason why Paul refers to the book of Leviticus in his church writings over 40 times. He keeps bringing us back to Leviticus because ultimately, if you stop and you think about it, right? Leviticus, Levi, it was the priesthood. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be a priesthood of God, are we not? Mm -hmm. Royal priesthood, did yeah. I, did, I, did, I, did I miss that in the, in the, in the New Testament? I'm pretty sure it says that, right? First Peter, Peter yeah. 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 Uh, Revelation 1.6. Mm -hmm. right? So we're supposed to be a priesthood, okay? And, and Paul keeps bringing us back to Leviticus and you see those words that I just mentioned time and time again. Uh, one of the most foundational verses of Leviticus is, Be ye holy, for I am holy. What does sanctification do? It separates us from what? What, are we, what, what is God trying to separate us from? And by the way, what does the, mean, the word separation mean? What do we say? Death means? Death means separation. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Start, start putting these terms together and you start going, what is it that God's trying to separate us from? When God, and by the way, the Exodus story is a cool story, man. It really is. Because we're talking about salvation. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy is the story of salvation. Israel was in bondage to Egypt, which the book of, e, uh, I'm sorry, the book, yeah. <laughs> Egypt is a picture of the, of the world in the Bible. What God wanted to do was pull, deliver <laughs> Egypt out of bondage, 
pull him them out of I've called my son out of Egypt. Egypt. Pull them out of Egypt to bring them somewhere where he could now what? Dwell, Dwell with, with them. them. I mean, that tabernacle story is if we're talking about salvation, man, we could go there and get all kinds of truth. And we could have a, a, a field that we could be spending the next 10 episodes talking about that stuff. But I say all that to say, what is sanctification? It, it's a separation. A separation from what? We may be of the world, but we're not to live I say that wrong. We may be in the world, but we're not to be right. of the world. Right. We are strangers and pilgrims. We're sojourning. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what Paul says there, sojourners. isn't it? Right. That's this is what, what. What what does John say? If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What? If any man love the world, they are at enmity. What's that? War. War. Remember that enemy thing with God. Sanctification is about that process of separating us from this present evil world system. That's what it is. And I'm just asking, man, as a person that cares, is that really what's going on in churches today? Because I don't see it. I don't see it, man. At best, and, justification. And, 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 and listen, man, I, before we start pointing the fingers at other churches out there, we better make sure we look at ours because that's what we're supposed to be about, man. We're supposed to separate ourselves from that because we are called to be holy because he is holy. And for us to be holy vessels that can be used in meat for the master's use. You mentioned that earlier, Chris. We have to be holy ourselves. And if we're not, I don't think it's that God can't use us. God can do whatever he wants. We're just not letting him. We're just not letting him. Right. Not submitting. You know what I'm saying? And this thing of sanctification is a big deal. And I'm not so sure. And again, I forget about pointing the fingers out there. Let's just look right here. Let's look right at us and let's look right at One Baptist Church. I'm not so sure we get this. And we need to because remember what it was that God purchased with that blood that he spilled? The church. This church is a big deal to God. By the way, remember what, 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 what uh, God gave Adam to fulfill the mission? What was it that he gave him? Bride. What are we called? Bride of Christ. So why? Why are we called the Bride of Christ? so that we can marry our husband, Jesus, and fulfill the mission. But we can't fulfill the mission if we're too busy living Genesis 3.1, questioning everything God said. So we're Going about establishing our own righteousness. The word that's tied directly in with sanctification would be holy, holiness. <laughs> no doubt about and it. And that consecration and being set apart for the work of the Lord. And this is where it gets us in trouble, Chris. Okay? And this is where people have called me or this church, uh, you know, used a word I think last time, right? Um, legalistic. Because what, what sanctification requires is work. And once you tell people they have to work, you now call them legalistic. And although I don't agree with that, we better make sure we understand biblically what the word legalism actually is. Legalism is not uh, uh, the true biblical definition of legalism, okay, is doing something that the Bible did not tell you to do or following a set of beliefs that the Bible did not, you know, the, 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 the Pharisees, they would be considered probably the biggest legalists, right? Why? Because they had this thing they had this thing called what? The, the, their, their, their books of the law, where they added... Talmud? Right, the Talmud, right? They, they added all of these laws to compound God's law. 
They, 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 they took God's law and, and added to it. Okay, th- that's legalism. Um, for instance, like let me give you an example of how we're legalistic today. We expect pastors to wear shirts and ties. I've gone through this book quite a few times, uh, but I've not seen that verse. Can somebody show me where that verse is? Because I haven't found it. We have put, uh, you know, women can't, uh, uh, you know, if they don't have dresses down to their, their ankles, if, if um, you know, if we're not dressed up for church or I don't know, whatever, whatever we've done, that's legalism, <laughs> Okay. What legalism is not, absolutely 100%, is following and being obedient and submissive to what God said. That's not legalism. That's Christianity, man. That's being a disciple of Christ. You are following what the, that that is what discipleship is. You are following the master. This is where salvation draws the line, man. We have a bunch of people who Maybe, maybe not. I'm not the judge. Romans 3.19 tells us what the judge said. Okay. I'm not the judge. And all judgment was given to who? The son. So I'm not the judge. Okay. But, but I know what the judge said. Just like you do. Just like anybody can. If they just pick up the Bible and read it. This is the mind of Christ right here. And, th- and by the way, while we're on that thing of judgment, let's just say this. What is it we're going to be judged by? The words that I speak in the last days, thereby you will be judged. Well, there you go. I mean, this isn't, this isn't you know, we got to figure this thing out, and I don't know what I'm going to be judged by. You know what we're going to be judged by? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? No, this isn't, God's got it for us. He told us. We've got to get this thing of sanctification down because, and we say, well, why sanctification is so important? Let me tell you why sanctification is so important. Because obviously, first and foremost, it determines your justification. (laughs) Okay. Because some people really are justified and some people aren't justified and they thought they were. And if that sounds not cool or whatever, okay, just know that's what Matthew 7 is saying. That's what Jesus is saying. Many are going to say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to say to them, I never, not, not, the, 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 what he's going to say is not, well, I never said you can come to my house. <laughs> That's not, don't make it about a place. It's about a person. He says, I never knew you. You never gave me a vessel that I could use for what I meant to use it for. That's what this thing's about, man. And so that's why, you know, when I look at John 15 Mm. and I see what it talks about when it talks about fruit, you know, so many people got this fruit thing all wrong, right? You know, you'll, 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 how many times do we see people quote things like, oh, you'll know them by their fruit, stuff like, well, you better make sure you know what fruit is. (laughs) Okay. Fruit is, is a, uh, uh, producing Sons of God. That's what fruit is. Now, do you know God uses the word fruit and he uses the word fruits in the Bible? Those are two different things. Okay? But anyways, um, we say all that to say, when we come to this word justification and we come to this word sanctification, why is it so important? Because sanctification is dependent on justification. In other words, you can't be sanctified without being justified. That goes without saying, but it, but sanctification has a direct impact on your glorification. And that's where I think most people, man, they just don't understand it. There is something going on in glorification with inheritances and rewards and all those things that absolutely is dependent on something. People just think just because, well, I'm saved, I get all that. No, whoa, time out. <laughs> Paul makes some very, very, very major distinctions about that. That's not true. Matter of fact, John even says, make sure you earn your full reward and that you don't lose your reward. Well, why would he say that if we all get the same stuff? No. What you get in glorification, 
the day, whether it be uh, the day we're raptured or whether it be the day uh, we die and, and, and we go stand before him, whatever our eternal state is going to look like in glorification is going to be determined on what we did with our sanctification. And I just wonder how many Christians actually understand that and know that. And I think that's, you know, I think that's why the church is in the state that it's in today. All right, we got, we got to wrap this up. I definitely talked way too long, so I'll be quiet now and let you guys close. I mean, are we going to talk about sanctification more in depth in the next episode? Well, like then? I said, this is probably going to take longer than a couple episodes. Right. So, I mean, yeah, just to, I don't know, conclude, maybe wrap up what you just said um, in a way that I can understand it anyways. Maybe it's just for me, but that that sanctification is, is where we do the work, right? That's the work of the Lord's winning and building and sending stuff we're going to get into, I'm sure. But you were talking about where that comes to its culmination, its, its final culmination is, is at that judgment seat of Christ for those who are in Christ who have been justified. That's where that comes into play, where you receive reward or you suffer loss. Or it's, it's the earning of crowns and all that kind of three. stuff. First Corinthians 3, yeah, that's where that, that comes into play. So, you know, I just want to read a verse that Paul said in Philippians 2, where he says, Wherefore, uh, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not is in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation mm. with fear and trembling. Now, this is for the people who don't understand the three tenses of salvation, but people would say, well, see, if you don't do this, you can lose your salvation. Yep. That's not that's true. Not what he's talking We're about. talking about sanctification here. And that's why it's important. That's another reason why it's so important to understand this whole thing of sanctification is so that you don't fall into that camp of you can lose your salvation. Um, and then he says, for it is, is of God, which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, because that's what now we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be set apart. That's what sanctification means to, to do that work. And that can only be done by the Holy ghost that is in us, that we receive that justification to actually do that. But we have to submit to it. We have to, um, we have to do that work and be willing vessels to do that. And so, and it does play out, culminates finally at that judgment seat of Christ for those who are in Christ, where you will receive uh, the rewards or the, the, the crowns that you've earned or not. And then that of course plays into, like you said, glorification. So and before I let Robert close us up, cause he's going to, I could see it in his eyes. He has something really intelligent. He's going to tell us here to close us up. Now you have to so yeah. <laughs> think um, of something really I'm smart to say. Some time to come up with something. <laughs> I've already uh, got it. Oh, good. Okay. You know, Chris and, 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 I might add, as daunting of a task as that sounds, because if you really stop and you think about that and go, I can't do that. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's what grace is all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And yeah, so good. Yeah. And I'm really glad you, you brought that up because it really boils down to surrender uh, because it, it, it's all about, Chris, as you said, Letting it's, it's not us living and doing like living our lives for him. Like that's not what's going to count. What's going to count is us, as Paul said in Galatians 2.20, just dying to yeah. self yeah. And, and being like all these things we talked about, as important as they are, we're saved by grace through faith unto good works. Like all of that's critical. All of that's important. But don't think just because you go around doing good works. Right. Even though you're biblically saved, don't think just because you're doing those good works means that A, it's it's the work of the Lord, or B, well, I'm just, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, maybe so, but where is the focus? Paul said that as ye receive Jesus, so walk in him. Yeah. So how did we receive Jesus? Nothing that we did. So so these works that we're talking about, just so we're so people listening. Don't get the wrong idea, because I know we in, in our circles, you know, we talk about these things sure. a lot. And I think we we are somewhat like minded, obviously. But you know, just for those listening, it's not like okay, well, I have to, I better start this and stop this and check this and do that and get there and cross that program. T and dot that I, and, and then it's like it's that's the flesh, and then that's that's self righteousness and that's works, and and they may be good. But no, no, stop. We're going to be judged for the works that we've done, we did in his body, right? Yeah. So, so die to self, be an empty vessel, and all of these things, the work of the Lord and and, and um, the sanctification, like let him meet that out in you. Let him live his life through you, and you just walk in obedience to it. Yeah. It's not like, man, well, I really, I'm not going to do what I really want to do. That's not what the Lord's looking for. That may be a good work, but you, you want to do it. You know, so it's like the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. So let's just make sure we're aware for those listening, just to encourage you. These things are so important, uh, but don't go rushing out there thinking, I better start doing this and stop doing that. Okay. Yes. You know, the Lord, we, he calls us to obedience. Use that word. That's so important. Um, but 
it's not of ourselves and, and we can even as saved individual we can get into the uh, mindset where i'm just doing these works and and it's it's just me doing them and not jesus doing them through me and so i just want to you know make sure that those listening uh, and kind of close on that note those listening to get that takeaway that it's it's not my work it's me letting him do his work through me and i'm that willing vessel that broken vessel that emptied vessel for obedience to what he's called me to do not legalism like you yeah. said obedience yeah what's the motive so, behind it right yeah the heart well and that's that that's that whole you know we did a whole series of that right in church where we talked about that mind the heart and the uh the flesh uh, matter of fact, we were talking about the Book of Romans because <laughs> the Book of Romans talks about all those things. Yeah. So the good thing is, right? We wanted uh, uh, Pastor Robert to close us on a an intelligent thought, and he did. Did he? Oh, he, he did. did. So, you lived up to it, bro. Yeah, he you lived, lived up to it. it. So good. <laughs> First time yeah. for everything. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we're going to continue uh, on this subject, and, and listen, man. We're not going to put any uh, yeah. timetable on it. We'll just keep it talking, and and I hope, uh, if not for anything, I hope we're learning something, or at least sparking some interest for us to get into our Bibles and, and learn something uh, on our Amen. own. Um, you know, if you have any questions or anything like that, certainly uh, shoot us a uh, uh, an email, uh, or or you can go right on our website, onebaptistjacks.world, and uh, you can either find us uh, via phone or. Uh, 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 email. You can visit us at our Facebook page too at The Revealing. There you go. You talk to you us can do there. a lot of different things. Sure. All right. So, uh, well, until next time, we love you and we'll see you. Well, we won't see you soon. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for listening to The Revealing, a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Senior Pastor, Frank Silvaggio. Associate Pastor, Robert Engel. For more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website, onebaptistjacks.world or email us info at onebaptistjacks.world.